nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Com muito desgosto possamos ter valores mais altos que se levanta. Valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Monday, another Monday, another win, three more points. We got new hashtags all over the place. Some easy to see, some not so easy to see. Um, welcome everyone in the chat, boys. How are you guys? Very good. <laughs> hey, hey, boys. I love it. I love it. Everyone's doing well. Everyone's doing good. Good. Right. Today we got uh we got a lot to unpack here. Um. It was a heated argument in our chat. I was trying to keep these guys um, at bay to save it for uh, the discussion today. So let's see how it goes. Um, Dean Mukiev, zero. Benfica, zero. Uh, opening group stage match of the Champions League. We'll talk about that. Uh, we will talk about today's win against Bovista. Um, six for six in the league. First time with a Portuguese manager. The last time was in 82-83 with Sven Gordon Eriksson that we won uh, the first six in the league. Um, so, ironically, the most hated, JJ, does it for the first time as a Portuguese manager in charge of Benfica. <laughs> um, a lot of we'll firsts. Talk about, we'll talk about frequent criticism. Um, there's a lot of divide amongst the fans. There's a lot of uh, opinions, which is fine, uh, but we'll talk about that. And then obvious improvements. Can you guys put your finger on um, an improvement that stands out from what we saw last year compared to this year? Um, so we'll jump right in. We had Dinamo Benfica, uh, a match where uh, Benfica started with Vlacodimos, uh, Morato Bertong and Otamendi, Lucas Verissimo could not play because he got sent off against PSV. Gilberto on the right, Grimaldo on the left, João Mario Weigel in the middle, Rafa Everton and Yaramchuk to start. Um, a game that Benfica had uh, 67% possession throughout the match. Um, we had control of the game. Uh, I mean, Dinamo created a chance in the first half off a free kick that hit the crossbar. Um, or the Odisea saved, sorry. Um, and then in the second half, they had the shot at the end in stoppage time, which hit the crossbar, rebound, Odisea saved it. Uh, and then from a corner kick, they created some some havoc. Um, but apart from that, uh, you know, taking out those 90 seconds, um, they didn't really do anything. They didn't. They couldn't really get into our half. Um, but wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, Oscar, I'm going to save you for a second. I'm going to start with Bill first. Um, Bill, what are your thoughts on that game? Um, and do you consider, right, there's been a lot of talk about Benfica was lucky, blah, blah, blah. Do you think, in fact, we were lucky? I think that having 
had to have a winner in that game, it would have been completely unjust for Benfica not to have won it, given what they did. But your thoughts? No, I, I agree. I think Benfica controlled the game. Um, I, I don't think they, I don't think we created a lot going forward. We didn't cause a lot of like um, scoring chances, but I, I thought we we controlled the game. We kind of controlled the pace of the game. Um, and I agree. If if there was anyone to win that game, it should have been Benfica. I don't think we got lucky at the end. I mean, he's off. He's off. Um, but the only thing they created were those that minute of just chaos at the end. Um, I thought outside of that, we we controlled the game. We just struggled to to find any kind of scoring opportunities and, and take advantage of the ones we did have. Okay, Oscar, do you agree? Do you think no. we got lucky? <laughs> I. This, to me, this is the, the situation. Benfica, this is a, a team that we all said it here that we had to get a win there and a win home, right? This is a, a given. This is the weakest team in the in the group. We have to win these both two games, right? To me, it's a disappointing result. It's a very disappointing result because we could have easily, easily lost that game. Easily lost that game. Uh, yeah, possession doesn't like when we talked about France, Portugal in the, in the Euro final. France all the, all the possession. Does it mean Portugal deser didn't deserve to win? Of course they deserve to win. Dinamo could have scored that goal at the end. It was offside because of VAR. If VAR didn't exist, we would have lost that game and went home with a loss. Yeah, but you can use that argument everywhere else. Right? I, I, I think that's a useless argument. No, no, no. He's off, he's off, he's off, right? Right, but we lost We lost last year. to. We didn't go to the Champions League because of VAR. Okay, right? fair. Okay, so I'm making the argument because of VAR because this time fair. VAR counted. And so this but, he's off, but he's off, he's off, right? So we didn't get lucky. If anything, we should give credit to the Benfica's defensive line that all got up on a ball played back into the box, right? Like, it's easy for no, us no, no, to, no, no. to the, discredit. The ball that got played back into the box, we, he was on. It was the, the play before that he was off. Correct. Right, but they if all... You, if you the watch the highlight, Benfica's the back line is completely exactly. up. All right, all right. So, so off is off. I, I totally get it. off is off. But this is a, this is a thing to change from last year. All right. If it wasn't, if we were still in the same position as last year, we lost this game. All right. The best the, the best chances on the game was Dinamo's. We could have controlled the whole game, but they had the best chance. I don't give us in the ninety fifth minute. They had the best chances. We had one one shot from uh, Chuk that the guy saved us with his with his foot. Right, the goalie. Other than that, tell me another dangerous dangerous play we had. We had dangerous plays. We just didn't execute in the end. Rafa had two oh, of his that's own. part of the game, too. If you're going to argue that the part of the game, that's part of the game. So we didn't execute. So we made that bad decisions. We have control of the game. doesn't mean we're gonna, we have chances to score. Bill said it correctly. We didn't create much going forward. Yeah. Right? So now my thing is, and this is where you guys are going to be all jumping on, on JJ's bandwagon. Uh, you, you come to the second half. We're not creating much going forward. And then you put two guys that never played for Benfica before. Like you play the Luzanzo that played for what twenty minutes one game, and you play the the Najamba whatever his freaking name is that has never <laughs> played for Benfica before. Hold on, it was Lazaro and yeah. Radonich. Yeah, so <laughs> way off. So those those two clowns. One of them is <laughs> twenty minutes, and the other one has never clowns. played for Benfica. You put them on a game that you have to win. A game that you have to win. Maybe they show something in practice that we don't see. But, like, you put them on a Champions League game that you have to win, and you have players like PZ on the bench that have proven themselves, and you put them in the 90th minute. Yeah, so, Go ahead, so my argument, and, and I'm with you on this at the beginning, I, I thought PZ should have started this game. But at that moment in the game, bringing in a guy like PZ 
that essentially does the same shit Everton does, gets the ball, keeps possession, doesn't create much going forward, doesn't take anyone one-on-one, has no pace. In a game like that, wasn't going to do anything, right? You no, need no. you needed guys like Rafa that have the pace that can attack the defenders. Well, we, and we that's, have, what that, that's, that's what that Serbian guy does. He has no, the pace have, and he can have, attack defenders. Like, we, we had Rafa the whole game, right? That, right. that was the, the whole play was that game, right? So, like, we're talking about, like, we never had the final pass. He's just, Mikey just said it. The, the execution at the end was where we were, we messed up. Who's the, right. who's the best guy in Benfica to do a final pass? Tell me. Who's this the best guy in Benfica for the final pass? The tiki-taka in the front, in the, in the, the box. It's busy. So but There was no space there. One of them. Yeah, it, right. But he had space. We had 90%, 70% possession. We had the space. We had the ball. Yeah, but that was all at midfield. But they had their guys all at the edge of the box. Well, we needed something from midfield to the last third. To the last third. We needed some of the connection that was missing the whole game. So he puts him in the 90th minute, our best guy that can get the final pass. PZ only went in because Rafa got hurt. Right. So I, there's another one. Jesus is a fucking idiot. To me, he's an he idiot. To, that game should have been won. If you put PZ on, don't, fine, don't start him. Let the, let the guys battle each other on the field until the 67th, 60, 65th minute. But then you need the final pass. You have PZ on the bench and you put him on the 90th minute. But I think his, I think his thought process was. Dinamo sat back the whole game, right? Like they're playing at home in a season where, or in a group where you have Bayern and Barcelona, theoretically on paper, right? Similar to them, they should have thought the same thing of us, right? This is a game that we need to uh, win at home. And I think JJ's thought process was, let me bring in Darwin, who's direct. Let me bring in, uh, I mean, let me bring in Radonich, who's direct, who's quick, um, Lazaro, who's quick, and hopefully Luchescu is going to, in the final minutes, step out and open up a little bit, right? And then with those direct players, you have a little bit of pace in behind. The problem is, is that Dinamo never opened up. They continued to sit back, and opposite of what happened in santa clara's game right where he made the change at halftime and it worked in this game his gamble didn't pay off right he thought that dinamo was going to open up and they didn't they did the opposite they just kept doing what they were doing and it turns out that those substitutions weren't as effective as you would have expected them because to. he gambled he gambled on a on, on something but every but every, every sub you make as a rough as a yeah. coach it, is a gamble. it is but like we all i mean we're not coaches we're just being college coaches fine like we're we're on the outside we're looking in but we have some we have something like like in and in, in, in i'm and i'm not saying like pc is the best player in the world i'm just saying for that kind of game he was needed towards the end of the game to to do the final the final execution, but not to score a goal, but to give the final pass. We're missing that the whole game. We're missing that the whole game. We had a seven percent possession and nothing to show for it. We had one shot that that Chuk hit the guy's leg. That's it, dangerous wise. Other than other than Rafa shot a shot didn't shoot or he got blocked or whatever. That's part of the game. But I'm talking about the fi final pass that we needed. PZ could have brought it in and he didn't. It was just Zuz didn't put him in. So to me, Jesus is a fall for this time. I, I don't disagree, right? His his changes didn't pan out. Um, Kenny, thoughts on the game? Can you first of all, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. All right. So I uh unfortunately I didn't get to see the second half of the game, but um I, I mean I I agree with Oscar's analysis of the game. I think it was I think it was um 
a disappointing result, but it could have been worse. I mean, we still got a point out of it. You know, I guess, you know, all the scramble at the end, we could have came out with a loss, um, but a point's better than nothing. So, I mean, my analysis is pretty short and sweet. I think it could have been, could have been better, but it also could have been worse. So we're kind of, you know, in the middle there. At points a point, I think they're they're all important, especially in, in a group, you know, group phase. So um, I'll take it and move on and hope to. Uh, I mean, we're we're now going to have to get some sort of result from Barca or uh, or um, Bayern. So you know, that's going to be the hard part. Do you think? And I'll go around, but I'll start with you, Kenny. Do you think that this draw? Given the result of the other game, right? Bayern Munich goes to Barcelona and wins, right? So we're we have one point. Barcelona has none. We play Barcelona next, which I think ends up being more beneficial, right? Because we play mm-hmm. essentially our direct competitor now next, right? So if we win, right now we have four, they have zero, right? And theoretically, the 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 team that we thought going into it would be our biggest challenge for second place, right? Could theoretically have zero points and if we beat them at home, right? Puts us in a big spot. But do you think that the draw this draw away, given the other result, in any way hurts our chances of, of moving to the next phase? No, I don't think it hurts our chances. I mean, we're still in it. It's it's still early on. You don't know what's going to happen. I, I personally don't think Barca is – I mean, they're just not what they're, they used to be, right? And they're, they're coming off another tie again today. There's, there's controversy, and the club's kind of in a little bit of a – shambles going on internally so i think like you said i playing barca next is good i think if we can get a even just another point out of it it's going to be beneficial for us because i do think we'll we'll bust out a victory at home against kiev so in all i i kind of you know five points i think five points are, are manageable within this within the group the group phase and I think it could be enough to get through. So but to where to Europa League, not to Champions. Wh- that, that's Why? not the Champions. No, champions. If, if you think you think Barcelona could, could lose to us, like or tie to us. If Barcelona ties to us, one point. If they beat Dinamo twice, it's seven points. So yeah, no, it won't work that way. I we'll, think a win. We'll see, is, we'll see what happens. I I, I I still think I still think we can we can manage to get out of the group. I don't think I don't think it's do or die or that it, this this result puts us out of it. I don't think so. No. Oscar, what do you think? No, I just think from the beginning we're, we're playing a buying. I don't. Barcelona's having a, the the toughest year since I can remember, right? So if there's a year to be Barcelona's this year, um, but they're still Barcelona. I mean, it, it, any team that goes into Camp No is still gonna play Barcelona. Maybe not the Spanish league because they're all used to playing them, like just the studio playing Benfica. That sometimes they be, get a result and start to lose, right? But like. When a team from outside of the country comes to Barcelona to play Barcelona, they're going to play with 11 back, all right? Besides a Bayern or besides a, a Man City or besides a team that's their caliber, right? But you play I Benfica mean, or any team from Portugal goes to Barcelona Cup, no, they're not going to have possession. Barcelona's going to have all the possession. So so we'll see how it goes because we're still going to play with scared, I mean, defensively against Barcelona. So... This game, to me, Dinamo, both games, I said from the beginning, was must-wins. And then we can get a, 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 a steal a result from Barcelona at home or Bayern at home or whatever, and we go. our chances are a lot better. Now, tying a, to Dinamo, to our weakest opponent, supposedly in this group, is not good for me. I think um, I think Benfica beats Barcelona. They, they are 
so 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 poor right now um and when you mention we barcelona will have the possession i think that you're confusing the barcelona that we know right that tiki taka keep the ball no one touches the ball with the reality of barcelona today they're not the same team that they were and i would be willing to bet that when benfica goes to camp no that the difference in possession won't be more than five to ten percent bill barca doesn't i i mean i just watched a little bit of the game today like they were like they don't even have a forward or at least a legit forward like they were playing with uh pk at striker the entire second half like they're they're not i mean you we can easily say that dinamo uh barca could have trouble with dinamo at, at away too i think they do they they, they could in, in, like we've we've gotten results against liverpool and in, in, in enfield like yep. so like any anything is possible right. but like but the the odds are very like you know the odds are the odds. Right? I think the only game in this group that I think we can write off from the get go is in Munich. I and think at home, at, even at, at home against. Any, but I don't think you can write it Bayern. off, right? Like I, I think, think at home, Benfica with fans in the stadium, I think Benfica could could potentially pull a rabbit out of a hat, right? But I think Barcelona today's Barcelona. I, I think Benfica should win at home and i i think that they should be able to compete for the result there again i don't think this barcelona is anywhere near as intimidating as they used to be um i i agree any, any... i think this is like if you could pick the perfect moment to catch a barca right it's it's right now right there in, in in turmoil all these rumors of the the manager is he staying is he leaving the club itself right has all all, all these debts um can they afford to even Sack the manager, right? I, I saw something today that said if they get rid of him, it's it's like sixteen million that they owe him. Owe him. So can they afford to sack him? Doesn't look like they can. Um, they have to unregister someone. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it is a good time to catch them to, to, to play them. But I, I agree this this Barca isn't the Barca that we grew up with, right? It's not it's not that Barcelona that's going to have eighty percent of the possession. I, I think it happened. I forget when it was when Benfica played Barca. Uh, with Ronaldinho, and they had like 75% possession, right? It's not going to be like that this year, I don't think. Uh, this Barcelona team doesn't scare me. On paper, yeah, you would chalk up Bayern Barca to move out of the group, but once you look into not it, it's... Paper. Look at it's, Barcelona starting yeah, 11 today. The back, I don't, four, I don't, the back four, other than Serginho Dest, you probably don't recognize any of those other guys. Yeah. Um, MVP of the game, who would you give it to? Oscar? Uh, Vlaco, he just kept us in the game, both at the 88th minute and the after the 90th. Like he kept us, he kept us, he gave us a point. Kenny, yeah, I'd agree. And what a turnaround he's been, right? I mean, he's he's been lights out. Yep, Bill, yeah, I, I think Vlaco's the obvious one. He, he had some great stops in the first half, kept us in the game. Um, I think again, we can point to Weigel and Dramati in the middle, right? They They've been solid all season so far. I, I think the turnaround Vigel's had since uh, his first year here is is unbelievable. I mean, we'll get into it later. Yeah, but he's that's, that's... he's he's been unbelievable this year. Oscar, you got a fan. <laughs> They're normally against you, but today you got a fan. <laughs> it was that is, is that his burner account? Oscar's keeps looking <laughs> on his phone. He might be just. 
It was some with the you, you have to tell some of those people that the Portuguese podcast is like. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Goal Point, Otamendi was their man of the match, seven point three. Um, Vlaco was a six point six, along with Vertonghen, João Mario six, Vigel six one, Morato six one, Gil five one, Gri five seven, Everton five three, Chuk four nine, and Rafa six four. And then Radonich 4-6, Darwin 4-9, and Lazaro 5-0. Uh, ben wants to know if we cut Tank. No, Tank said he couldn't make it today. <laughs> thanks for thanks for worrying about him, Ben. I'll, I'll let him know. Um, actually, speaking of Tank, he sent me some hot takes that he had. Um, he said, Kiev, we played well, but we got a break at the end. Had chances, but couldn't score. Needed three points, but the tie isn't terrible. So... Ben sent him to the minors. Yeah, he got relegated to the B team. <laughs> um, moving along, today's match. Uh, Benfica three, Boavista one. Um, a game that, ironically, last year Benfica's descent started with Boavista away. Uh, the sixth match of the season, as it was today, and the same referee, which I thought was interesting. Um, this year wasn't the same story. We played at home. Benfica, Blanco Dimos, Lucas Verissimo comes back in. Otamendi, Vertonghen, Grimaldo, Diogo comes back in as well. Weigel, João Mario, Rafa, Yaramchuk, and Darwin um, get the start. And uh, we scored early. Um, and then uh, an amateur mistake that can't be committed, especially in that part of the pitch, um, got picked up. And the guy scores a worldie. Like, he, could, he probably could have had seven tries at that and probably wouldn't have hit that the way he did again, but a credit to him. He smashed it into the top corner. Um, and then shortly after Weigel redeems himself uh, and scores, puts it two to one. And then um, our boy Darwin uh, makes it three to one to seal the deal. Um, three, no, more my points. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> three, three more points. Uh, Benfica is six for six. Again, first time with a Portuguese manager um, winning the first six games of the league. Uh, last time was 82-83 with Eriksson. Um, Oscar, I'm going to start with you. Uh, thoughts on the game? And what are your thoughts um, on this João Mario Vigo partnership, which has really solidified our team? By answering that question, I think I'm answering one of your things on the list. Yeah. Of, uh, it's it, That's the biggest improvement of the, the from last year to this year is our midfield. Like, you know, adding João Mario basically changed the whole, mid, mid, whole, whole midfield. And uh, he's just a world class player. Like that, that guy is like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go 23, on, 20, 23 oh, minutes. Let me write that shit. down. <laughs> oh, he's all rattled now, Julia. What are you doing? Uh, so, what was I talking about? <laughs> I didn't draw Mari to to the midfield basically is is changing the whole, like that number eight that we needed is Joe Mario like like at, be, at the beginning I can you said it many times Joe Mario is not close anywhere close to Enzo Perez has he changed your mind yet I'll 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 go I'll go after you all right because Joe Mari to me is the the, the box the box guy he's the guy that can come back and help defend the guy that attacks he's the ball at his feet is 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 like world class like he's he's the top top guy that we have in our in our squad this year and i'm glad we got it for five got him for five million which is a steal seven i think 
uh, seven, whatever it was, but it's a steal. This guy changes the whole our whole team. Dy dynamic of the team is all João Mario. Everything goes to João Mario. And then we have Weigel that's basically stepped out of a shell. Like he came out of a shell. Like whatever he was in last year and the year before, half a year with Laj, the guy maybe he needed that year and a half to adapt. But like man, he's he's he can play for the, the German national team now. I mean, when he got to Benfica, he was an international, right? And he, he left Dortmund because he didn't really like playing center back. And that's a, the function that he was playing there. Right. Um, and I have a question for you in regards to that, but I'll save it for later. Um, Kenny, thoughts on, on what you were able to see of the game? Works getting in your way. Yeah, no. So just to Oscar's Oscar's point about João Mario, and and I was a little, little hesitant to kind of like crown him as um, the savior uh, at the beginning of the season, but you know, the fact that you don't have to, like, I don't have to see Tarat and Gabriel in our midfield. <laughs> I think you notice it more that João Mario is so much better and, and solidifies the, the midfield. If if we were half, a, I mean, I still think João Mario is kind of quiet at times in games, right? But he just doesn't make mistakes. I mean, you just notice it when Tarat's in there, you realize the mistakes right away. He can like not do anything the entire game, but like he doesn't make a mistake. He might be quiet. He might not be involved that much, but he doesn't make mistakes. And that's why, I mean, I think that's the biggest change from last year into this year is Joel Mario. And I'll, I'll absolutely, I'll, you know, I'll eat my words at the beginning of the season when I was saying that he's not going to make, you know, he's not going to be the savior, but at to, to this point, 100% Joel Mario has fixed the midfield and is why we are undefeated this year so far. And, and not only that, before before we go to Bill, but you have to remember in uh, in uh, Sporting, we don't, I don't think the Sporting Gistas give him that much credit because Romário's midfield last year and him them going on that kind of almost undefeated season, a lot had to do with Romário and Pelinha in the middle in the midfield, right? So what Pelinha and Romário are creating in the midfield is exactly what we why Romário is doing this year. Like they 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 they're good and Joe Mario is a quiet like Kenny said quiet but a workhorse he does the things that you don't see like today you didn't see you hear much of his name but to me he was my, the MVP because and he doesn't make mistakes he just doesn't make mistakes yeah he, he uh, he's legit on the right spot at the right time it, it's like it's 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 unbelievable to know how like how smart how soccer smart he is like he's legit at the right spots all game it's uh, it's unbelievable it's good to see and I think that's why he didn't get much credit last year with Sporting because. When you have a guy next to you like Pelinha, right, throwing his body around, recovering balls, breaking up play, right, like it's, you're naturally inclined to see that, right. right, opposed to the plays off the ball where the simple give and goes or the quick <laughs> switch of field. Um, Kenny, before I go to Bill, um, put your helmets on for this one. But uh, what are your, oh what are you feeling about, you know, Darwin? I knew two it. more goals. Yeah. So. Darwin is just an odd, it's an odd thing, right? I mean, I want to, I am critical. I, I still have him on a short leash, right? We talked about this on our group chat with, and Oscar brought it up again. He's still on my short leash. He's, he's like, he's a clumsy player, but at the end of the day, all we really cares about, all we care about is if he scores goals, right? That's, you know, we want our defenders to defend and our forwards to score. And Hey, he's got four goals in the last, three games, I guess. Right. Um, he didn't score in Dinamo, but he's got four goals. I mean, that's, that's what we want him to do, whether it looks pretty or ugly. He or didn't play. He didn't play. I mean, he went in as a sub against Dinamo. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, you know, early on in the season, he was hurt. 
we were still, you know, coming off an injury. Um, he finally got his legs under him and he's got four goals in the last couple of games. So it doesn't look pretty at all, all, you know, all the time. It doesn't, he's still, I still think he's got like clumsy feet, like he trips over himself a lot, but if he keeps scoring goals, why should we be upset? It's, it's the same thing. It's the same criticism with Seth, right? Seth can miss five goals and he's, but he still scores the game winner or he's still, I mean, last year he was scoring, he scored a ton of goals and he, and he was missing a ton and we give him criticism and Darwin's going to be that same type of player where we're going to criticize the way his style, but if he continues to score goals, Hey, fuck it. I'm all for it. Bill, what are your thoughts? Now I'll go to Oscar for his rebuttal. No, I thought again, today we, we, we controlled the game well and took advantage of the chances we had. I think Darwin, um, is starting to come out of his shell a little bit, right? We're seeing him um, put away chances, make those good runs. He probably should have had maybe one or two more. Um, Oscar will criticize those. Three, uh, he's got him written down as no Three more. Okay, damn, I, I mistracked him. All right. But I, I think overall it was, it was a good performance. Um, and there's not much to, to critique here, right? 3-1, Boavista after coming home after that disappointing draw in, in Kiev, I think it was a, a good result and kind of keep the momentum going. Oscar. Oh, there's it, almost like, so Darwin has a big price tag on him. Like it's, it's, it's almost one of those things he has to perform. You know, he doesn't have much time to, to come out and perform last year. He started off great. People, he wasn't scoring too many goals, but he was assisting like a ton. Right. And everybody's giving, hey, it's, 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 he's getting into him. He's getting to the league. He's new, but he's assisting a lot of a lot of goals and all that. But we excuse the lack of goals. This year, he scored two goals. Last week, he scored two. It hit off people's legs and whatnot. They went in. The goal's a goal. Perfect. He's twenty five million. So I love it. Uh, now today, he scored a header. And he's the best header in Benfica had in history <laughs> over twenty billion years. So so beautiful, like uh, twenty five million for a, a header or three headers he scored since he showed up to Benfica. And then he had the like I have him all written down. Eight minutes in, he missed the open netter almost, and you guys excuse it. All the passes. The ball's behind him. Yeah, he tried hitting with his right leg. It hits his left. That's not a. That's not, he was trying no, to flick like, it. Yeah, no, with forward, his no forward's gonna be like five for five, bro. Like, no, it's not but, but but okay, so Vigo. But scored, Oscar is right. Vigo scored the winning the winning goal, right? Like yeah. that's the crucial goal. That's the goal yeah. that we needed, right? Yeah. So yeah. I give the credit to Vigo. If Darwin scored, I would have given it to Darwin. If Darwin yeah. said, "Hey, listen," but I, I want to see a goal where Darwin actually. I, there's one ga one game was last year in the, in the Europa League. We scored a tie against against yes, Rangers. Rangers. Uh, that he scored the tying goals at the end. That's that's what I need from Darwin more often. I need that from Darwin. And 25 million is what I expect from a forward. If Weigel if Weigel doesn't give up that ball, Darwin, Darwin yeah. goals the game winner. Yeah, but at that time when it's zero zero, it's it's we were dominating the whole game. Like it's it's the pressure is not it's not there. The first goal is going to happen. But now when Bobisha scores and then we have to come back and rebuttal, then that's that's a little bit more pressure. It's fine. Dara could have scored it, but we had six clear chances to score. We scored three. I mean, 50%, I guess I'll take it. Darwin Dar Darwin was our third leading scorer last year. Yeah, who was the first and second? Seth. And Seth with 26. PZ yeah. with 16. Hold on, hold on. And Darwin with 14, with five less games. Five less games than PZ? How about minutes? Yeah. What about minutes? Minutes he had... Because uh, 
just so this if he's playing five less games a lot of times Pisa came in as 80th minute because Zuzu for some reason was putting him like super late again yeah, yeah so he's getting garbage goals a, it was like almost a game's worth yeah but it's again he was easy are most pks too new to the league new to the league and he got two less points than superstar <laughs> hey, <laughs> let, i i i hope i hope dude i i, I wish nothing but for a darwin to score 50 goals this year that's that's like my hope and that's what I like i don't expect 50 goals but i expect him to be the leading goal scorer since he's our most expensive player no i don't i don't disagree with you i'm i'm just as hopeful as you are that he that he turns things around. I mean, hopefully these goals give him a little bit of confidence. He looked like he had a little bit more confidence to him, a little bit uh, more pep in his step. The fans cheering him off the field after that performance, I think will be a big boost for him as well, especially coming from last year where there were no fans in the stadium. So um, hopefully it. No, like, can I, can I, since you guys brought up PZ and all that, can I bring up like the whole 90 minute sub Zen? Yeah, let's hear you. Uh, so it's, to, I know Bill said in the chat, you know, it's wasting time and all that. But you can you don't waste time with a PZ coming in. That's a to me. That's like a, a, a disrespectful to a player like PZ. Like you put in put him like fine. You put in a, a mate to waste time because it's it's a it's a guy that's going to come to midfield and hold the game and all that. You don't put in a PZ on the 90th minute, two games in a row, just to waste time or to to kill a sub or whatnot. That's like that's a slap in a guy's face who's carried Benfica for the last five years. To me, that's that's why. Just, to me, this is a piece of shit. I'm sorry that I'm, I changed my mind. But if you, <laughs> I, I highly doubt that those two subs are the reason why. No, I told you. The only reason, the only reason, I, the only reason I will thank Jesus if we win the Champions League. It's not going to happen, and I hope it does. But, but, uh, him, what he did when he left to Sporting, he was dead to me. So maybe, hold on, hold on, before we go. Yeah, to Let's finish this topic off because that'll touch on next one. Um, who? Oh, just quickly, thoughts on um, the so-called shout for a penalty from Otamendi? Any thoughts on that? I didn't even see it. To be, I was watching the whole game. I didn't see anything. No, so I don't know. He he like jumped in and there was like contact. The guy didn't go down. He was about to shoot, and then Otamendi swept away with his right foot, and there was shouts that it was a penalty. I didn't think so, but. No, I I don't think it's a, a penalty. I I I I know I can understand the cries because Benfica when he slid in his knee in the in the guy's leg touched before he touched the ball, but then the, the second sweep took the ball away. I don't I don't see a, a ref. I mean, in Portugal you see everything, but I don't. It doesn't. I don't, it doesn't no, but like, even, he almost shot it still. Like he would have shot it if Fatimani doesn't sweep it away. Like yeah. it doesn't knock him over. He doesn't take him out. There's yeah. contact, right? It's no different than shoulder to shoulder in the box. I didn't see like the Ujui's finale, whatever. But even during the game, I didn't hear. I didn't. First of all, I didn't see the play, and second of all, I didn't see any replay of it. I didn't. I didn't yeah. hear anyone really. You know, talking about you it. Know, remember, remember the Katsuranis against. I think it was the guy that went to to Manchester United from Porto, uh, Anderson. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he swept him, and then yeah. he on the sweep on the way in, he got the guy's leg. Guy kind of twisted his knee, but then he got the ball, and they were crying about Assassino, Assassino. That's almost the same thing, but less less. <laughs> Less tackle. Um, all right. Who is Mike? Your... Can I can I just add, yeah, can I just add one other thing? And I know Everton came in uh, as a sub, but I think you know to you know we're you know we like to criticize Darwin on here, but what about Everton again? I mean, I think there there should be more criticism on Everton than than Darwin at this point. 
and I flip flopped from everything. Right at the end of the season last year, he started to kind of turn it on, and 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 this year, I mean, I don't know. I I just I really don't see this kid like, uh, you know, I just don't see the Brazilian flair. I mean, I I've said it before. I just don't I don't see him being a difference maker on the team. And again, I, I could flip again at you know halfway through the season, but. I don't know. He's lost the spot, right? I think uh, he's lost the spot on Brazil. He didn't get called up last time, and he's he's coming off the bench. I mean, at this point, Darwin's starting in his position. I don't know. I just I don't see what you know. He's got to turn it around. I mean, he's also a, what twenty five million dollar player, twenty two, yep. and uh, so he comes with a big price tag. But no one likes to talk about him, right? And he was he was the player. He was the player. Everyone said. That yes. everyone said jogador já feito, like he was ready to go, plug and play. Nope. Yeah, but but you you don't see you don't see Jesus taking up leaving him like basically until the ninetieth minute. It's just because Jesus brought him in, and Jesus bringing him in means he has to play. So you, you, he's always insisting on him, insisting on him, sucking or yeah. not, he's insisting on him. He left him out today. He left. He might put him in at seventieth minute. He, yeah, but like he's keeping him chances and chances and chances after chances. No, I agree with that. It's a player but, that he brought in. He has to show up. Correct. That's the thing, right? And I don't disagree with you on this aspect, right? Like, if he's not working out, right? Like, you put someone else in, right? But right. And I think more, he did that more last pressure year since he brought him in. He did that last year too. There was a, there was a point in time he stuck where with him. he benched them. Yeah. Well, he benched them. He for benched them for a few games, and then he yeah. started yeah. coming back in again. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then he came again towards the end of the season. Everton was actually playing really well. He uh, did. Yeah. Right. He went on a good but my thing run. is. But my thing is with Darn, right? It's easy to criticize him because it's like it's all about goals. If he doesn't score, he sucks. With Everton, we're not expecting the goals, so it's harder to like criticize him more because it's more just like on-field play. But he really hasn't. I mean, he had like a, a given goal, I think, in the uh, late in the second half that was like yeah. for with Grimaldo. Yeah, the but shot that Darwin. The, the shot that Darwin like turned onto his right foot yeah, and he should have shot it with his left and ran yeah, out the, the goalie forward, and then the, 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 the goalie got a nice <laughs> should should have chipped the goalie and Maradona him yeah yeah <laughs> but for twenty five million that I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you got at least have twenty million in that foot last against Dinamo. Oh, he's opening his body wide so he can trick the goalie to go near. It was Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Today, he's he's opening his body wide. He did exactly the same yeah. thing. No, same he thing. Did. He just went far he post. Did. He opened his body wide to go far post. He, Bill said he went he went through the goalie last week. Oh, against Santa Clara, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not. He missed kicked. He kicked with his heel against Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked with his okay. heel. All I know is that he scored two goals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Listen, I like I said. I hope he scores fifty. Let's see how he does. We legit, we've played junk teams so far. Oh like, my other, God. Other than the I hate keep this argument. I hate this argument. Perfect, perfect it's segue. Before we go to the next one, is uh, quickly, who is your MVP, Bill? Uh, Darwin. I think the obvious is Darwin, but Joao. I mean, I Joao Mario and Feigl in that midfield is just. I'm going to go with Weigel just because, you know, he messed up, but he made up for it. And there were a few tackles he had in there. And then, I mean, he's just complete 180 from from that first year he was here. Oscar? I would have said Weigel, but that mistake was a little too amateur to to do right there, especially on the top of the 18. Um, but he made up for it, like Bill said. He made up for it, so he kind of deserves the MVP, but I'm going to throw Mario. Like the quiet workhorse that he did that he was today. 
to me is insane. He that guy deserves MVP. <clears throat> Kenny. So I like Jerome Mario too, but uh, I'm gonna give it to Darwin. He was the man of the match in I think in the regular, you know, the game, official game. So two goals, you can't go wrong with that. Kid's on a little bit of a hot streak here, so I'll give it to the kid. All right. I agree. Darwin Nunez, as Pedro would say. Nunez. MVP. Um, Otamendi, according to Gold Point, got 7.0, man of the match. Um, Darwin got the man of the match from the league after the match. Um, he got a 6.5 rating. Chuk, 6.5. Rafa, 6.9. Jean Mario, 6. Weigel, 6.3. Gris, 5.4. Vertonghen, 5.7. Otamendi, 7. Lucas Verissimo, 5. Diogo, 5.9. Vlaco, 6.3. Lazaro 5-2 and Everton 4-7. Um, hey, Mike, one thing. God, I'm yeah. going to miss Otamendi. I mean, that guy, it's so hard to find defenders like that. Yeah. Like, just balls to the wall like that. It's I'm going to miss him. Can you Wait, think of the last? You guys think he goes? I don't think I don't he'll leave. He I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I hope he stays. I don't know. It's Given his age, unless, like, a big team with a big paycheck, like, in one of those obscure countries comes knocking on his door. I know that his contract is a bit hefty. And I think after this year, Benfica takes on a little bit more of it, but given the importance, like he has in the, in the locker room on the pitch, like JJ assigning him a captain, which ruffled some feathers. Right. But when you start to look at like some of the captains that he's picking, right. I feel like you start to get a sense of like what JJ wants in this locker room, right. The guys like Otamendi guys like Vertonghen, like those guys that are respectable, they've been there, they've done it. They've competed at the highest level. Um, I'd be surprised if Benfica didn't make an effort to keep him for his last year. Um, but time will tell, but can you think of quickly, like when the last, who the last defender was that Benfica had that had his profile. Louisa. But even Louisel wasn't his he wasn't profile. Fiery. He wasn't no. like Otamendi's like. No. Louisel was like sure, you know, simple, always there. Otamendi's like a mix of that, but he brings that, like Kenny's saying, like that fucking intensity. Like, yes. I don't, I can't remember the last defender that we had that had that intensity like he does. Pep? Yeah, but he's not ours. <laughs> That's but, the thing. He brings that DNA from that team. Right, like we don't have that type of mindset in our squad. Nope. And it's and it's not to say like you can't find good defenders, right? Gadai was a good defender, but again, yeah. he didn't have that fire, you know. Like no. Luizão and Gadai were like very close to like similar. Well, players. I think I think I think Ruben Diaz had it. Ruben Diaz. Yeah, Ruben, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good actually. Yeah, but I feel like he was a little bit more uncontrolled. Like his fire was a little bit more uncontrolled. I mean, he's young still. Exactly, yeah. But it's because of his maturity, right? Otamendi's yeah. able to, like, cover up his crazy approaches sometimes because he's smarter, right? He's been around longer, so he knows how to kind of get around it. Whereas Ruben I don't, Diaz I don't know if Otamendi, Otamendi – if you give the same amount of games to Otamendi and Ruben Diaz, I think Otamendi gets more red cards than Ruben Diaz. In the Portuguese league? Probably I mean, because of his history. Yeah, and because, like like Pepe. Pepe gets a – like, yeah. not – Because of their history. Yeah, there was there was one play in the second half. I think Vigo got fouled, and Otamendi came up to the ref and like asked why it wasn't like a card or anything, and the ref gave an explanation, whatever. And Otamendi was like, "Okay, okay." And the very next play, <laughs> he went. Fucking Otamendi comes in, dude, legit like an elbow to the back to the guy, and was like, "Okay, tell hey, You gotta let him know you're there. That's the key. Um, 
next topic here, frequent criticism. Um, and just for some context around this is, and I posted an article about it on Monday or Tuesday, but, or last week, um, it seems right. We live in a, we're living in a time where Benfica fans are very divided, right? It seems like you're either a Vietista as they like to call it, or you like hamburgers because you supported John Oranya Lopes, right? Like, I feel like that's the divide at the moment, which is ridiculous, right? And, and if you support the team, you're a Vietista. If you support the current administration, you're a Vietista, right? And if you don't, you know, you're against Benfica, you're not a Benficaista, right? And like, there can't be this like middle ground, right? Like, why can't you support what the, the administration is doing today? Right. But still criticize. Why can't you remember what's done and appreciate what's been done in the past, but still have an opinion and criticize. Right. Naturally, the opinion is important. Right. Criticism is important. Right. But it seems like at times a lot of fans are are more anxious for Benfica to slip up, for Benfica to have a poor performance, for JJ to make a mistake, um, to jump on it immediately than they are for Benfica to win. Right. Like it seems like when Benfica's fine right like even today again right like if you scroll through social media if we had a manager you know a, a competent manager imagine what we would do right like Benfica has played 11 official matches this season 11 six league matches six for six we've got clean sheets in three 50 percent we've scored 16 conceded three five european matches and we have not conceded in four and we have six goals and one conceded. 11 games, seven clean sheets in 11 games, right? And like Oscar said, right, we haven't played anyone good. We talked about it last year, right? The league is decided by three or four games, right? The Spartans, the Bragas, the Portas, right? Okay, we haven't played anyone good, but these are the games we have to win, right? Like if you slip up in these games, you're chasing your tail in the, in the games that matter, Right. And it's just like it, it's confusing to me that when we're winning and we're six for six in the league. And again, the league's not one. We're not, you know, saying we're the champions. We're not saying we're the best. There's still work to be done. But I feel like we're so inclined to, you know, oh, we haven't played anyone good. Oh, don't be excited. It, right. It's still like, why can't we give credit when credit is due? Right. For me, we are a shout. Last year, we were a shadow of what we are this year from an organization perspective on the field. Defensively, the goal that we conceded against Dinamo that ended up being offsides, last year, we conceded that goal because our defensive line was in shambles. We had no organization. Guys were coming in, going out, right? Again, a lot of them new to the team. But we're just so inclined to criticize first than we are to be able to just say, you know, hats off, right? Like, okay, we're doing this well. Yes, we can still improve. Yes, we can still be better. Right. Yes. JJ makes his mistakes. Yes. He has things to improve on. Yes. He has his past. Yes. He said what he said. I don't think anyone's going to forget that. Right. I was equally as frustrated as you, Oscar. Right. The things that he said when he left. But JJ is one of those guys that if he goes next door, he's going to fucking defend the team that's next door. And the team that he was at can fuck off. Right. Because he's going to defend them as much as he would. Do we think it's the right thing from a character perspective? Probably not, right? Because you burn bridges, right? And the life came full circle and he ended up back to where he criticized, right? But at the end of the day, like, I don't see how we can't applaud him for how we turn things around 
and how much better we look this year. Again, we haven't won anything, but the consistent criticism does my head in. Kenny, I'll start with you. I don't know what your opinion is on this. No, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and you know, I don't – listen, the thing with, with JJ and when he left, for me, if he's on your like, – like you said, if he's on your side – then you know you have 100% of them. Whether he makes mistakes and he, 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 he'll he fumble, you know, uh, subs at the end of the game or makes the wrong changes, it's going to happen. I think that happens with every coach out there. But I know that if JJ's on your, you know, on your team, he's going to be defending you and to do the best for your team. And I think last year, you know, I, I just think we had a poor team. I think we, we, we started off the season bad. We had the, the, we had a lot of things going on with uh, the elections. You know, there was just it was just an odd year. It's not an excuse. It's not a, it, just because Romani comes in this year and he and he changed the midfield and we're playing better doesn't mean that we shouldn't have at least fought fought a lot closer for the league with Tarat and Gabriel or whoever else. Like you should have still been in the race, but it happened. It is what it is. But I'm I'm you know I'm I'm trying to be more uh, more. Um, optimistic this year i want to i want to stay on on the good graces you know we we're on a good run right now could this we, is the zen kenny yeah i'm i'm trying to be zen, zen. Could, could we have another terrible january and lose five out of the six or whatever like like last year it could happen and i could you know i'll change my mind maybe i don't know but until it happens i think everything's going well right now uh on the field most importantly is on the field and i've seen i see a big change in our organization, how we're playing, midfield looks better, and I think that the I think Darwin and and your you know Yerm Chuck are gonna kind of like hopefully mesh together a little bit and and go on a tear. I'm just gonna stay positive. I just want to stay positive. That's that's my attitude this year. Um, and that's yeah. Oscar's next. I want to hear right, what here Oscar. We go. I was about to say, can we go to Oscar next? We're please? we're, we're yeah, up here. Here, here we go. Buckle up. The roller coaster is coming down. Fucking roller coaster. Let's go, Oscar. <laughs> No, it's not a roller coaster, guys. I, I'm I'm optimistic too. I mean, my only my only yeah, your hashtag says it all. It's it's the <laughs> cliff. <laughs> but my I'm not here sitting here and and excusing last year's performance on COVID or uh, this. No one said COVID. Year. Did anyone just say COVID? Yeah, Kenny has said it in the chat room. Let me to pull it up many in times. In the chat room. On the, oh, yeah, last year, I'm last saying year, right now. No, but last this year he didn't say it because he knows that I'm gonna make fun of that. That you, hold on, but do you know? And Kenny said it last year too, right? The COVID excuse, right? Fine, call it what you want. Do you know who had the second? Who had the best second half of the season last year? I know Benfica had the second okay. best team, but the, the Kibratos already lost. Oh, but regardless, but the, right? You, because you lost the points COVID, during that after phase. COVID, we had the best season. Because it doesn't fit your argument, right? Regardless of it, Jason, something that's not yours anymore, it's useless. So basically, you just give up, right? We don't have to win the games anymore. Fuck it. We didn't even get into like we had to qualify to Champions League. We didn't even even get direct to Champions League. Can you guess how much money we spent last year? Yeah, that's my question. The money we spent for the money we spent compared to still pay off this year. The, I, the the yeah the, wait it's six games in Kenny we had the I same mean, last year so relax like, pay off though no it wasn't it was five games in dude get it straight all right. All right. and okay. we were worse off last year so my only yeah. thing with criticism is we nowhere those guys Sporting and Porto did not spend close to as much as we spent all right not even they don't have it not even a fraction I get so it we still got first and second place we can we can spend it that's the thing they, uh, can't. No, we they can't. can't we're negative this year too on that contest. 
Yeah, we were negative like fucking long? nine million. You know how negative Sporting is? Thirty yeah, million. I, I know, 30. but they, I but they didn't spend money to buy players, and they won a campeonato, and and, and they're they, still negative thirty million. Real Madrid is negative four hundred million. It's different. You're the one oh, talking okay. about money, and now yeah, it's you're the one that's talking about money. My my argument is we spend the money on these players. And yeah, we should so, be we should be winning against Sporting Sporting. We should be dominating yeah. them. The money we spend compared to those two, which is our biggest rivals, it should be dominating. It should be our most PSG in France. The way the way, the way we spend money. last year, right? This year we'll find. They out. lost the league. The, I know, but the, the, but that's 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 disappointing. That's to me PSG losing the league last year. If he could lose the league last year, is as we disappointing because because PSG should have won the league easily, and Benfica should have won the easy easy. Yeah. Well, hold on, but you can't just you can't. Okay, so Darwin, what what what's his contract? A four year contract? I mean, you can't yeah. just let's let's give him the four years and and then and then give you know let's find out if it paid off or not. It's not just one year and done. Like oh he's that's it. If he if he sucks for the four years, then fine. He didn't pay yeah. no. He's but if. If one year, what about yeah. if the next three years he wants right. the, the league? So, so this, this is if if scenarios. Yeah, obviously, right? Wait, this is if scenarios. If if we don't make the Champions League, if PSV when we're playing with uh, ten guys ends up scoring the way goal, whatever it is, the the goal that we we tied zero zero there, right? If they end up scoring that one goal because they had chances to score, right? Blackwood kept us in the game. If they had to, to score one goal, what would happen right now with the money that oh, we spent in Champions League? This kid with an if. If Benfica doesn't lose to Pollock last year and there's VAR and we go into the Champions League, what right, happens, right? Still, Ruben Diaz stays and things may have been me, different, right? Like if, if Benfica didn't get 100%. COVID, if Benfica doesn't get 20 guys with COVID last year, right? Who knows? Maybe we would have won the league. Like oh, if. That's okay. a, that if is to suit your argument. Like I don't understand yep. no, where you're going to. Listen. I when 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 the team spends as much money as Benfica does spend, I expect more. And, and Jaws is oh, I don't think Jaws, anyone... As Joe, anyone is excusing that, you're just fitting the if <laughs> argument into right, your I'm, argument. So I'm, it works. My only thing is criticizing. You guys asked me why the criticism, right? I'm criticizing the money we spent to That's the That's not what you're criticizing. I know. So, but we all know what the root cause of your criticism is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your your major criticism is JJ. I, I think, I That's think, the root I, of I it. think we're all on. I think we're all on the same page with how we're playing on the field this year. I think you yeah. would agree, Jean Mario, huge investment. Yeah, we, I've, I've said that. Team. I think but, not only Jean Mario, not only the midfield. I think uh, fixing Jesus. Uh, uh, another thing, Jesus was not was, was not waiting. Was not a fan of the three defenders. He was not a fan. He said it himself. Yeah, he was yeah. for the yeah. four guy back. Changing to the three backs is probably the best thing Mifika has ever done this year. So, yep. do you give him credit for that? No, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. <laughs> it's his fault. Of course, it's his fault. But he, he adapted. He didn't. He didn't want. He didn't want the four. The four back. But the, with with the Verissimo, Otamendi, Evertogen, he couldn't afford to leave one of those guys on the bench. But okay. Yeah, but when he brought in Lucas Verissimo, he was going to the three. Like that was right. his plan. No, he was not, dude. He oh said it when he brought Verissimo. He said he was not going to. He was his, his system is a four back. He said it when he brought in Verissimo. He said his system is a four back. All right. We started playing better with a three, and that's why he ended up being a three back. Because oh, we can't, we can't, we couldn't go with Grimal in the back. We couldn't trust them in the back. We couldn't go with Gilberto in the back or uh, Diogo because we couldn't trust them in the back. They're wide wingers. They're, they're wingers, right? So, like, the full backs were playing wide, and, and they needed the three that actually defended to, you know, cover for them. So, yeah, it happened th this way. But I think going to three back and adding Joe Money in the midfield is what made this, this team the way it is right now. But you don't give JJ credit for changing the system because he said he didn't like the back three? And for bringing Joe Mario. That was his right. 
and for Bayern Lucas. Hi, Joe Marty's a great I mean, uh, Jorge is great, guys. No, no but I, I here's, here's my frustration. Here's my fr- can I just uh, here's yeah, my frustration, right? Last year, we all shit on JJ. The reason why we lost the league and everything was JJ, JJ, JJ's fault. But like this year, things are going well. Why can't we just say, hey, you know what? Maybe JJ figured it out. Why is it still got to be like if he gets the if he gets the criticism when we're down, then he should get some credit when we're doing well. And and that's, that's my thing. Like well, you can't go, you can't have it both ways. Re- read what Joey's saying. I agree with Joey one hundred percent. Gets credit for nothing, or he didn't have a choice to change. I'll credit him when he leaves again. Like, of course, he had a choice to change. He had a choice, right? Like, he's got he's got Peasy on the bench. He made a choice. I'm gonna put him on the bench. He has three defenders. He made a choice. You know, this game I'm gonna play with four backs. This game I'm gonna play with two back, two center back. He, JJ. If anything that we've learned from JJ is he's gonna do what he wants to do. Regardless of what the fans think, regardless of what, why do you think he ended up leaving the first time? Because he didn't, he didn't have an agreement with Luis Fiat. He wanted more control, and Luis Fiat and him didn't see eye to eye, so he left, right? And then he ended up going to get him back. JJ is a guy that if he says he's going to do something, he's going to be stubborn as fuck, and that's what he's going to do. It just like t- yesterday, in the recap of the entry zone of the game, he said, "Oh." Gabriel nunca sabe pode ser reintegrado reintegrado na equipa you know football muda muitas coisas right do you actually believe that Gabriel would actually come back into this team and then this morning there's a news that his agent is in Lisbon looking for him to mutually terminate his contract right so just because he said I don't like the back three I think we still have to give him credit because because he went to it he, he had the choice to, to do it and he did it it's not. It, I, that's what I don't understand. Is he didn't have a choice? What do you mean he didn't have a choice? He's the but, coach. He sets can, up the line. Can, can, he wants to play with four back. He'll yeah. play with four back. He, he made it change to three. Why? Because he because he, he, he decided just, to. Just, everybody was calling for the three back. Everybody. It was just it was just it was just, it was just I, what everybody wanted him to do. So what? Been, so been since, since when? Since when does he do that? Exactly. Since when? I don't know. How many how many people complain about PZ not playing and does he start him? <laughs> like, I don't understand how he doesn't have a choice. He's the manager of the team. He's putting. He's he's starting the lineup. If he didn't want to play with a three back, he'd play with with a four back. Period. And and, and, no, and, and, and then who do you leave on the bench? Who does Vertonghen. Vertonghen can easily sit on the bench. He's uh, yeah. Go go pay him two million to sit on the bench. Well, <laughs> if he wanted to, he'd sit him on the. He'd play the four back, and and Vertonghen would sit. Yeah, he, he's done. I mean, Vertonghen has sat, when he plays four in the back. Four back against Tundela at home. He's alternated between a four and a three. He has. He he's done it. This, he did it last year. And he done it done it this year. He's gone back and forth. It's it's all matchups. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. understand that he, he doesn't have a choice. He he has the he has the final choice. He has the final choice in who he wants to play, how he wants to play, how he starts the starting eleven. How, how, do, you know, how do you know? How do you know? So so this is like Rui Costa is telling him who to start and who to say. Hey, if Rui Costa so. plays, he plays. I don't if think what? so. No, <laughs> I'm just what joking. <laughs> I didn't even hear what he said. Um, Bill, what are your thoughts on this? Fucking <laughs> conspiracy theories left and right over here. Holy shit. Dude, he... Zorzus has never done anything that the like just because the fans are in uproar and, and that's what they want, right? He went to the back three because he had the players to play it. When he was... At the beginning of the season, he was kind of jumping between the two. He didn't have Lucas Verissimo. He didn't have that third center back that he could trust back there. 
So he wasn't playing with a three back. Once he got him, he had the three backs that he could play back there. He has Weigel and Diego that can run the entire fucking flank. So he moved to it, right? He had the players. Once he got the players to be able to play that system, he moved to it. And of course, there's going to be games where he goes back and forth between the two. And it all depends on kind of the schedule and, and trying to give players rest. Because I think this year we have we have the team where we can we can rest players on certain days and give them extra time to kind of re- recover um, depending on what the schedule is like. But the fact, trying to say that George Zeus had no choice in going to a back three, I think that's ludicrous. I think that's insane. Yeah, I agree. I think it's that a, it's, we, just, it's just it's just an opinion. I mean, no, it, it, yeah, and, no, no, and I'm an, uh, saying that opinion is crazy. It's yeah, a valid <laughs> opinion. And again, this is this is the I, important I, I, thing. I happen right? to think it's crazy that you guys think Zuzus doesn't listen to anybody. I don't know. I think if there's one thing that I've learned from JJ, oh, you learned that. Oh, what's what's his favorite color? Hold on, hold on. So I like Jenks comment. Hold on. So I'm gonna say right. I'm I'm gonna say that. From what I've learned from him, right, seeing him and his persona is X. But you just made an assumption that he made a change because people were asking for it. Do you know him? Did you have a conversation with him? Do you know how he makes it? Like again, no. you're so you question my you question my opinion. So, so contradicted. No, no, no. You, you know, it is. me saying everybody's asking for a three back is is basically I'm asking for a three back. That's what I said from the beginning. I wanted a three back, three back, three back. Obviously, I know that he doesn't listen to me when it, when it goes to I want three back. But in this case, with the plays that he had, it's almost like a no brainer to go to three back. A no brainer. So like, it just Zeus can be the dumbest ass, the dumbest coach in the world. And if he has the players that he has with Grimaldo with um, Grimaldo on the left and Diogo on the right. And with the, the three defense center backs that we have, it's a no-brainer because we know the problems that our, our, our wide backs face when they play a four-back, right? We know that problem. So it's a no-brainer to go to a three-back when we have Verissimo Tamendi of Artogan and the team. To me, that's... that's Sure, it's a no-brainer, but he has the option. Of and course he, he has the option. The he has the option to lose, too, which he's done. He has the option to lose? Yeah, he has an option too. He, he has an option to put the V. Luis against Hulk, and he lost 5-0. Oh, my God. Dude. And he has the option he also to put has the option on the be... bench and us yeah. go 6-0 and in the league. No, it must, yeah. have so, some, it must have been someone else. No, no, according to you, it was someone else. Oh, that was, said to put yeah, David sorry. Back there. Uh, NS says here in the comments, which I agree with her, JJ listens to nobody but himself. He does what he wants, and that's it. Either you like him or not. He could care less. I agree. And I, that's that's my opinion. I mean, I have. Okay, how can I have an opinion? I don't think he listens to any. No, of- I, no. Uh, thank you. Right. <laughs> that's that's what I was saying. His persona is take it or leave it. Right. Like if I don't. You're not I, don't happy, think, I, I don't think Everton cares that the Kenny talk shit about him. I don't think Darwin cares that can talk shit about him. I don't think because you know why they don't give a shit about us little people. They don't give a shit exactly. about you. Either. Exactly. Um, Joey says. Oh, can't click here for some reason. That's what I'm trying to say. He doesn't have a choice. They that way that three center back formation is playing again. He has a choice. Like I don't understand this. He doesn't have a choice. He has a ton of defenders. He has a choice. His choice is to play with a three, and he's chosen to play with a four. And when you go back to the past, Oscar, with David Luiz and such, as we talked about before, like it or not, he's the winningest coach. In Benfica's history, and, and the one that's the most money, and that's fine. And hey, he's babe. the 
He's the one that's championships. Yeah, he also that's... championships too because he went to the final at Opa twice and he lost him. So that, I mean, what, what what's what's a Mourinho say? Final some ganhar. That's like he said it actually. Final some ganhar. Yeah, he won him. So if you so if you want to talk about money, then Benfica should have lost one of those finals against Chelsea. Yeah, they should have, yeah. and they did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and they did. But again, I would. Would you rather lose getting there? Or lose not getting there. I. All right. Nobody's gonna remember the second place. Nobody does. Fine. We made money all the way through the, to the final, but we make to the look. Look at Porto makes the finals. They win, and they with worse teams than we had. All right. Soccer was yeah. But what would you rather have? Would you rather have a, a losing against Pons uh, in the beginning of the season or losing at the final of Europa League? No, obviously, I would rather go to the fi the final. That's a, a that's a stupid question. Everybody. Well, then, and there you go. No, but he doesn't win them. Like he's lost, he's lost when Cardoso fought him in the final Tasso of Portugal was against Guimarães, I believe. Like Correct. he's so not a winning, he, he's not a coach that like with the players that he had at his disposal, he's not a coach that wins at all. Like he should be cleaning sheets, he should be like absolutely just destroying it with a team. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the winningest manager in Benfica right. history. Right. He, he doesn't win them all. He doesn't you, win them. You, he doesn't win them. You, 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 you guys keep you guys keep saying this. You guys keep saying he's the winningest coach. He comes in, he brings anybody they fuck he wants. All right. Anybody that he wants. It's almost like going to Mourinho going to Chelsea. Hey, give me this guy, give me this guy, give me this guy. And then he wins the league. No shit, you're going to win the league. When Bruno Lage came in, all the big shots went away. Bruno Lage still had won the league, came back six points from behind. That's, I give credit to a coach. All right. And then lost the locker and then room the year. And then, and then he, went to shit. And now he's. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait get sacked at Wolves. That's the same thing. The like plan, it but that wasn't Bruno Lage's team. The, brand, the plan of Bruno Lage was Academia. We all said it. We all but said it. That was it. in the Academia. second season. Yeah, the, when he lost it, season. when he lost his pot. It was the second season. Right. So right. when he had so when he had a chance to make it his own, it the started shit. it started great and then fell apart. But the season that he won was wasn't his team. The only change he really made was in terms of uh mentality, sure, but in terms of personnel, the only change he made was Jean Felix. I, I that I don't agree with. I mean, I, I don't remember the, the 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 player for player, but I I think he he came when uh, when we 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 Bruno came the pitches after Rui left, we were like behind Porto, and then we came back and recovered those Correct. points. That means the team was not performing, so Bruno Lage changed the team. He changed the mentality and tactics wise, but the players themselves were Rui Vitorias. It, so after the second season of Bruno Lage, all we lost is Juan Felix. He didn't lose anybody, much anybody else. Correct. And then we fell apart. Right. But, but a Pustona formação. He was a, he was bringing players from the B team. That any we didn't invest any money on Bruno Lage, right? If Bruno Lage if Bruno Lage came in this year and he could spend a hundred million, Bruno Lage probably could do what Bruno Jesus is doing. Right. Debatable. It's debatable, but 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 it, uh, that's what I mean. Like Jesus comes in, he goes, "If I if I come in, I have to bring this player, this player, this player." Because he's not a yes man. Here, Twenty that's million there, twenty five million here. You think Bruno Lage had that exactly. choice? Because he doesn't have that caliber. Oh, okay, all right. JJ coming from Brazil, having won the Copa Libertadores, he's, he if he yeah, says he I'm coming Brazil, back, I want X. He went to Brazil. He also brought a lot of players into Flamengo to to compete. He did, and he okay. won everything. Uh, I, I know shit. That's why he should be doing it in Portugal last year when he spent. Well, let's let's talk about JJ's first year. He the, he already had the players, right? He didn't bring anyone like. No, first year, he, he brought a lot of players. His yeah. first year, yeah. yes. I thought he, he, he said he said that he would. I thought he said he would take the team that was there and he would make them play three times more, or whatever, wasn't it? 
I don't think he brought in. No, I think he brought in a lot of players. players. He brought in a lot of players. Yarzuz, every the time he comes to yes, he brought in a lot of players. I could be wrong. I, I thought but, I thought he said that he would he would take the team. He's like, oh, you wish they keep on that, you know, whatever he said. Yeah. yeah. I thought he meant the year that he signed, the first year, 2009, 2010, Benfica signed Javi Garcia, Ramirez, Saviola. Um, those are really the only big names. Yeah, but that's and, the, and how much was the total? The how much was the money? Javi was seven, Ramirez was seven, and Saviola was five. I mean, Ramirez was a big, big son. I mean, he he and, so, and Saviola is well known. Javi Garcia came, I think, from Real Madrid or the the <laughs> the B team. Yeah, but I think that team was already like pretty solid, and we had just we 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 weren't we weren't playing well, and he said he would come in take that team and have them playing double and like right off the bat like i think we had a goalie like five nothing in like the second george zeus game that he eight, had eight one in eight. the league third game against the third game eight one and and that was already like pretty much there was already a base team i mean we probably got ramirez, ramirez probably started and and saviola i mean we all started he, with cardozo yes okay in the in the winter transfer of that first year he went and signed you the ball Talking stud. Oh, he left. He sold him to Tianjin Tita. Oscar, you have anything to say to joining you here? You just disapproved your own point because you said JJ gets all the players he wants, but then you said he has no choice in playing three at the back. What the fuck does that even mean? I all, <laughs> I, I said with the players Jesus has on the squad currently, it's almost a no-brainer to play a three back. It's not. I'm not saying he has no choice or choice. It's like a no-brainer to play the three back. And he doesn't have to be a coach to know that. But he brought in those players. Yeah, no, Watamendi, I don't think it was his choice. Watamendi came when with Ruben Diaz left, but I think it was like uh, one of those swap things. And he didn't even want Watamendi, to be honest with you. That's what he said. It was not his choice. It wasn't, it wasn't his first choice. It was, it was part of the deal. Joey says, I get you, Oscar. Don't worry. I know. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm not speaking Chinese. I know I have an accent, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, quickly to, to wrap this up, um, obvious improvements. I think we all talked about it. Joe Mario coming in, um, Weigel, a huge improvement just in himself, uh, since he arrived again, uh, I would credit that to some, uh, of JJ's work with him. Um, he seems like a more complete player. He's, he's getting up the field. He's creating those fouls further up the pitch where he wasn't doing that last year he was just getting brushed off or not not stopping the play um any other standouts that you guys would say from last year to this year I, I would say the turnaround of Lakodimuj I mean he he was pretty much written off last year and I thought he was probably on his way out and I mean he's he's saved us in a few games already that you talked about the clean sheets earlier. So I think um, his turnaround has been pretty impressive. Yep. Oscar, Bill, any, anything? Well, else? I'm surprised, Kenny, you didn't say the vaccine coming out was a big turnaround. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for that yeah. one all day. 100%. He had it written down. But, uh, no, I, 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 from last year to this year, obviously, other than adding a new player with John Mario and Brisson coming in, changing the whole defense. I think I agree with Kenny. I think Vlaco has made the biggest flip. But, you know, Vigo, we can talk about Vigo here because, but he was already doing this last year, at some point last year. Vlaco lost his spot. 
getting it back and, and, and having these clean sheets is huge. Agree. Bill, anything else you would add there? No, I, I agree with that. All right. Well, we have next game is in Guimarães, which will be a very tough game. Um, Wait, guys, guys, before before you go into that, can, did you guys see the the our like what our schedule looks like in November? November first. Um, so starting in November, I haven't see, seen it, but I'm sure it's going to be October, difficult. All right, no, November second, Bayern away. No, November seventh, Braga at home. November twenty third, Barcelona away. Valencia's away. Sporting at home, Dinamo at home, and then we go to family count. That's in November, all November. Well, December, no. beginning yeah, of this. Sporting's in December already. Yeah, December 3rd. That's that's a tough, 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 like five games in a row. That's that that was like last year's schedule. I think it was like January. January. Yeah. But this year, this year, hopefully, we won't have any COVID cases and we'll have the full <laughs> squad so we can kind of rotate players. We don't have to fucking worry about losing, losing 20 guys. We got more depth. Yeah. Um, and everyone's vaccinated. So, yeah. Good. <laughs> so, we no, play also, no, all jokes aside, I mean, that's going to be, that could be a turning point in the season, like just like last year. So, that's, that's something to keep an eye out for. So, if we don't, if there's no COVID cases and, and I'm, I'm knocking on wood, I don't even know if I have what I have fake wood over here. Is the count, but if if somehow that November doesn't goes as well as January last year, who do you guys blame? Okay, then if what? Forget, I, forget, I mean, forget, forget, forget. No, I the, the, fir the first to blame is typically always the coach, right? Of the course, manager always gets the the first you're saying, blame. You're saying but I think if it also we've never had November. Yeah, let's, let's let's say about the let me let's make a deal right now. It's going to be it's a uh, September twentieth. If we go November. And in that November, we're quali we qualify for the Champions League forward. I mean, we go, we go forward in the Champions League because we play Barcelona and Bayern twice, or Barcelona twice and Bayern once, or, or Bayern twice and Barcelona once. So at that time, we should know more or less if we're in or out of Champions League. And we're still in first place in the league. I will say a speech for Josh Zeus in a positive way. <laughs> All right. We got receipts right now. We got receipts. An hour and fourteen. I will give five charges. At that time. Wow. So it's gonna take qualifying for the next round for you to forgive him. And well, the next round, and if we're still in first in the in the Portuguese league, you gotta you gotta do it on one knee though. You gotta go get down on one. No, knee. no, 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 no. I, guys, <laughs> me giving credit to George Zeus is gonna be taken. It's like almost like. <laughs> giving a speech to a to a, 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 a but being the best man at a wedding with you don't like the wife <laughs> <laughs> should be interesting all right we'll remember this on episode 63 um if you could go to this weekend um before we play at home against barcelona um Guimarães is seventh in no tenth in the league with seven points one win four draws one loss um pippa went there surprising start to the season i would have expected a little bit better from him um they've tied five of their last or four of their last five games they beat vizela 4-0 they tied studio who's doing well they tied braga um they tied volnes and they tied aroca so normally away to guimarães is never um typically is isn't an easy game so this weekend will be a a, a test of of what we got in us um predictions for that quickly uh kenny i'll start with you 
I mean, are we are we able to like change things up later on? Yeah, yeah. All what right. So just an initial. I mean, I I've all. I mean, we thought, like you said, Demonize is usually a, a tough opponent, but they have struggled this year. Um. So, but I think we're 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 on a tear. I think we'll um. I'll just go two one. Okay. Oscar. Um. It's gonna be away. I'm gonna say one zero. Bill. We play them what on a Saturday? It's on the twenty fifth, um, which is Saturday. It's Jay's wedding. Yeah. So then we have the Champions League on Wednesday. <laughs> That's surprising, no? Don't they usually do like a Sunday game after? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna Sunday? go two two zero. Two zero, okay. Shuaninho, we have a fantasy league, but it's for Champions League. I'll put it in the comment after if you want to join. Um, I'm gonna go with Oscar. I think uh, low scoring game. Um, of the last five games that Benfica's played against Guimarães away, we won three to one twice and won one zero three times. So I think it'll be tight. I'm gonna go. Uh, zero one as well. Um, we will be back next Monday uh, to review the Guimarães game and preview the Barcelona game. Um, hopefully, Ronald Coleman is still the manager of Barcelona when they <laughs> arrive in Lisbon on Wednesday. Um, thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, we have a surprise on Thursday. Um, Valdu. Those of you who probably remember him, um, or those of you who grew up in the 90s like us, um, Valdu, a very talented midfielder, Brazilian, international. Um, he will be on the podcast with us on Thursday. That's at 3 awesome. PM, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so check out for that. We'll post it tomorrow, but Thursday, um, Benfica legend will be on Umeo uh, Benficismo to tell us a little bit about his career his time at Benfica, um, his connection to the club um, that still remains. He's still involved uh, with the club. He was in Kiev with the with the team. Um, he was in the press box today, or the president's box today, next to Rui Costa and a few of the other legends. So check out, look out for that. Um, and then the Portuguese podcast will be on Wednesday, I believe. Um, but other than that, boys, any last thoughts before we sign off? No, let's keep the momentum going. Uh, hopefully we can get some more. Hopefully we can steal some points. I mean, it's really, I mean, the Champions League is really interesting. I, I mean, hopefully we can have one of those brilliant, you know, Champion League nights, European nights at the Estadio de Luz and, and like, push us. Can we, like, can we petition, like, the Portuguese gov government to, like, let 65,000 fans what's, back in the, back into that bit like, just, just for the Barca game? Like, just let them fill it up. That's but your I, way I for schools, like, not Portugal. I feel like that after like a year and a half of, or a year of an empty stadium and now a half a year of partial stadiums, like once that place gets full, it's going to be fucking unbelievable. And I think having that for that Barca game would be would be a huge advantage. 50% already sold out for Barca, so that's good. Who was the coach? Was it Coleman? That was the coach for to for Benfica against uh, the two zero yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 uh, Simao and Mikulit. Mikulit. Yeah. Wow. 
Now it comes full circle. Now he's gonna lose to us in Lisbon. Oh, oh yeah! Don't forget your hashtags, JJ Rua. Oscar's next. <laughs> Oscar, did you ever notice behind what's behind Bill? No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time he didn't even notice. Tiny print. Oh my god! Yes. And bef- before we sign off, I can't forget to mention where is it? Where is it? Where is it? here made oscar as red as that shirt he's wearing <laughs> hashtag the of the night. Night. <laughs> julia gets the comment of the night get that well trending done. hey can we get a screenshot of this and yeah. post on facebook comment yeah. of the night <laughs> get that uh, trending get it trending wow boys it was a pleasure as always we will chat again next week thanks to everyone in the chat don't forget to follow us on social media oh Oscar's there it trending. is what is it exactly is Oscar's next? <laughs> <laughs> it's next on JJ's list. Oh, oh he's signed up. Off. He's off. He's running. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And we will chat next week, boys. Have a good night. Viva Benfica. We got one more chat. Oh, Jay just laughing. All right, boys. Catch you next week. Have a good night. Absolutely. Good night, guys.